0: Welcome to Athlete on Fire. This is episode number ninety. This is the last day of 2014, mm-hmm. straight out of Colorado. And I'm excited to bring you guys uh an athlete who actually sent me an email. I, I always ask for stories and I wanna hear your story. I want to hear everybody's story. I just, I just actually posted on the on the website, athleteonfire.com. Just go to the blog link up top. I posted something uh called The Evolving Athlete. It's a short post, but it's just how we all evolve as athletes over time and it's just stuff I'm interested about. But uh anyway, today's guest he he contacted me. He had a really interesting story. He's uh he's he's a guy kinda built like me with a similar background. He he played ba- you know he played football growing up in South Florida. He had opportunity to, to play at the next level but he decided not to and uh probably for good reason. Uh struggled with a couple diseases and disorders and uh actually Went through cancer, some thyroid cancer, amongst other things. and the, He's just got a great energy. He is a uh, he works a, a normal full-time job down in Miami. Uh, really smart guy, really high energy. I think you guys are going to really like it. I enjoyed it as much as anything. You know what? I, I called him up. We tried to connect with each other for so long, and I had no idea if we'd ever get connected. But I didn't do a typical interview like a, our typical athlete on fire format with our segments. I just kind of went at it and had, had a good time. I think you guys like it, man, and um, if you don't, sorry, <laughs> I liked it, so uh, one thing about this episode, I did not edit one thing, and I did it kind of as a treat, hopefully a treat for you guys, you guys have been listening uh, for a year now, there's 90 athletes that we've interviewed, I've I've done over 140 podcasts this year, which is pretty cool, I think, and uh, I didn't edit any of the, there's one little pause, Skype, bless your little heart, you always do this to me, but we had a little pause on Skype, I just kind of let it run out because it's kind of funny. Um I let the pre and the post hang out talking kind of run a little bit at the very end it kind of just cuts off. I don't know when and why I cut it off when I do, but I did at this point for this one because the show was over. So, uh sorry for the ab- abrupt end, but uh if you guys listen to this, um by the end of the day here, at December 31st, 2014, I will have a post about every single athlete that I've interviewed this year. Um just a little blurb about each one, what it meant to me, what I, I took away. Really short sentence or two. Uh, but if you haven't listened to all of them and you kind of want a good marker to go back and, and see what I've uh, uh, compiled over the year, it's a good place to start. I, I kind of grouped them in, in, in their sport. So eight or nine adventurers, eight or nine cyclists, triathletes, about 35 runners, some team sporters, and some Olympians along the way. So that's what we're doing, guys. Uh, when I cut off, when I get off right here, first of all, um, hopefully you go check out the website because we've been working on it hard and we've been trying to put a lot more written content on there. But right after that, when you're still listening, hopefully you guys are doing something active. Get outside. It's, it's negative it's 5 degrees here this morning. We still got outside went for a walk and just try to enjoy the, the fresh air every single day. But number two, it's going to be crickets. Like It's literally me and, and the guests just starting to talk right when I right when he picked up the phone, my recorder started, so um, we we, we don't BS too long before we get into the show, but it's a normal length, and I hope you guys enjoy it, give me some feedback, if you guys want more of this style of uh, lazy editing, let me know, because that would be freaking awesome, I'd love to edit less, (laughs) so you guys, wherever you are in the world, my Australian and UK friends, you guys are celebrating, or have celebrated 2015 being brought already, Uh, happy new year to you guys, hopefully it's a, a great one, and and you're organized and ready to attack it. And everybody here in the States, uh, you guys have a happy new year. If you're listening to it today, if you're listening to it at any other point in 2015, it's going to be a good one. Everyone's good if you, uh, if you just apply yourself. So I'm going to sign off, enjoy the crickets, enjoy the show with this guest who uh, who's a listener. And I thought that's a great way to finish off the year. Thanks a lot.
1: Hello. Hey,
0: what's up? Hey, what's going on, man? I can't believe this happened. <laughs> <laughs> finally right <laughs> oh man sorry about that just we i was trying to make the weekend work and i could not get time away from my little guys man so i, pro- I apologize for that
1: no dude honestly it's no problem at all man
0: cool man so you're, uh, you're south florida is that where you're at
1: yep miami
0: boy nice i grew up in uh cape core fort myers right across the way oh no way yeah yeah yep i'm getting my where notes we in. Now? i'm up. In, i'm in colorado now
1: Oh, okay. Oh, dude, I heard it's beautiful over there.
0: Oh, that's great, man. I love it here. I'm not a big... Uh, I mean, Florida's fine, like, this time of year especially, but I just love the mountains. Love running around on the mountains. It's good stuff. <laughs> that, that's, uh, that, that's where I want to run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what's your, what's your job? What do you do during the day?
1: Uh, I'm actually a civil engineer.
0: Oh, very cool, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I do a lot of designing and, you know... Uh, things of that nature. I do for structural, so mostly buildings and stuff like that.
0: Nice, man. That's really cool. All right, so tell me, say your name for me, so I don't destroy it.
1: <laughs> um, Haidar is uh, how it's how it's like originally pronounced, but Haidar is easier to say for uh, people without the accent.
0: <laughs> Haidar. See, I'll start rolling r's, and and uh, it'll be good though. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Haidar, and just last, and just. Uh, is it Hashim Hesham. or
1: H- Heshem, Yep.
0: Heshem. All right. I was like, every time I get like you, like a uh, unique names, I try, I'll still try it when we do the interview, but, uh, I just, just destroy him It's hilarious. I, had, uh, I did uh Dean Carnassus like, well, he's one of my first interviews and, uh, I was like, dude, I yeah, no, I heard that one.
1: That was awesome, man. I'm going
0: to try your name. And if I kill it, I kill it, but it'll be funny. <laughs> it's just like, it does better. Yeah, that guy's—he's—he's he's a great interview. He's fun. He knows this—he knows this story, you know, which is huge. Yeah. All right, so let's see. Let me tell you. I'll just tell you my plan for it. You know, I, your email was great when you when you got back to me, and that's just you know I get those every once in a while, but yours is really really good. <laughs> oh,
1: thank you, man. I appreciate it. So I just
0: I thought it was inspiring for myself. I thought it was cool that you did uh, Fuego Agua because I told you how a really good friend. Um, we, we, I told, I think I told you we actually. Race directed some some races together, so um yeah, so just kind of a funny small world type of deal, so no, no, no.
1: and I, I'm actually heading back this uh this february i'm doing uh I'm gonna go for the devil's double, <laughs>
0: oh man, that's awesome though. So we'll,
1: we'll we'll see how that goes <laughs> if i didn't
0: have if I didn't have kids, my butt would be going down there too, but uh, I told him I uh, he keeps inviting me I was like, dude, I can bring my kids, but I'm gonna be like I'm going to be miserable. I want to go explore and have a good time and not just be kind of stuck at the beach, you know,
1: I just let them grow up a little bit and then get them into the running world. And then. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: That's the plan, man, for sure. So I'm just going to kind of tell you, story. I'm just going to kind of, I'm just going to ask you about you yourself and, um, you know, just to answer it, you know what I always tell people when I get on here, like, yeah, we're on a call. Try to keep your voice up. Like you're in front of people just so that you can keep, we can keep the energy up because it makes a difference on the audio stuff. Um, other than that don't act like anything but yourself you know just kind of just kind of yeah. hang out and uh we'll tell your story we'll, we'll do about like a 18 to 22 minute um episode I'm just kind of share your story man
1: oh that's awesome man thank you
0: this will be fun i think people will really like it too and i know you're connected you're on sisu right
1: oh no i love the, i love the people over in sisu and the weeple army and uh yeah. dude I, I i've met like so many people through like racing this year yeah and uh you know, I'm also like with Mud on Fun here down in Florida. And then I'm still cool with like, you know, most of the Corn Fed Spartans, even after they broke up and everything like that. Um, and then there's the team Asian Armor, just a bunch of teams. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's crazy, man. It's really cool. All right. So, hey, um, do you have any, do you have a website or anything?
1: Um, kind of, sort of. It's, uh, you know, my, I have, I have my blog site. Okay. What is that, it? That, uh, uh, it's uh, samuraipiggy.wordpress.com.
0: I think I saw that. What, what's your nationality?
1: Uh, I'm Lebanese. Lebanese,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah. Samurai Piggy kind of threw me off a little bit. My wife's part Japanese, oh, yeah. so.
1: <laughs> no, no, I only uh, you know what I mean because when I first started uh, when I first started racing, it was uh, I always used to run like a pig outfit, <laughs> and then uh, you know I started doing the I people started like knowing me because I ran in like a speedo yeah and uh since I have like such long hair I I tie it up in a bun and one like one day one dude just passed by and he goes hey man you look like a samurai and I was like oh shit that's awesome so (laughs) I kind of encarted the name after you know after that uh confrontation with the dude (laughs)
0: that's freaking awesome okay I'm on your site I didn't I didn't I didn't know what it was I saw the samurai piggy all right so we got your site I'll, I'll at least promote that a little bit see if get it out there a little bit but Oh, awesome, man! Thank you. Hi, right, man. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. Let me make sure. I've I've actually recorded a whole show without. I actually clicked record and I actually turned it off instead of started it. That and that was really <laughs> annoying.
1: Dude, I did shit all over again. Oh, uh,
0: and it was like it was a big. It was a pretty big time athlete, and I had to like go back and. Um, excuse excuse me. Um, do you mind? I effed up pretty good. I'm sorry. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> all right, here we go. Boom. Hey, welcome to Athlete on Fire. I am Scott Jones, your host, and we're doing something a little different today. You know, I've I uh, first of all go to athleteonfire.com if you, if you don't know what we're talking about here, because you can kind of follow along with the show notes and and uh, f- you know find out more of the content that we're sharing here. Uh, but if if you if you log in or if you um, opt into our newsletter, I I have uh, I have a pretty form, formatted uh, email that goes out to everybody, and I get tons of really good answers. I ask a couple basic questions like, um, what kind of athlete are you? So the the answers would be an elite or highly competitive. I'm an inspiring athlete, someone who's overcome amazing odds. I'm someone who uses athletic pursuit as a backdrop for life. Um, you're not sure yet, but you want to find out. And then, uh, then I share a little bit of why I started Athlete on Fire. And then I ask people, what kind of athlete do you want to see featured on the show? So just really quick feedback. I want to you know, know what you guys like and the type of athletes that you like. And our guest today actually sent me an awesome email back. And this happens a lot, um, but this is probably one of the best ones I've ever gotten back from a listener. So I wanted to bring him on the show today. Just to share his story a little bit and, and let you guys learn about him because I think it's a pretty interesting story. And uh, I, I want to—I'm going to brutalize his name. He told me how to say it correctly from from his homeland, but then he told me the the dumbed down version, and I'm going to do—I'm going to do it right. So this is uh, Haidar. I can't do it. Haidar, Haidar, Hashem, or Hader. Hashem. There you go.
1: You got it. Say you it. Got it. <laughs> say it for me,
0: man. You got. You guys say it for me
1: uh haidar hasham
0: haidar there you go boom so haidar i'm gonna go with that for the rest of the show because it's easier um awesome story just in the email you sent me like like not even a paragraph um i'm gonna share some of that when we get when we get into it there's there's been some some disease and some issues that you've had to overcome you're a young guy uh 26 I think you said is that is that right yes sir yeah and and you're doing some cool things your your space is kind of the obstacle racing world right
1: yeah um I mean that's kind of what actually really got me started in the whole I I, because honestly I used to hate running I'm not even gonna lie um I you know I played a lot of football in high school but then after that you know it's uh I was just kind of got lazy and then uh so one day, one of my friends invited me over to do an obstacle course race, and, you know, it's been history since then.
0: That's cool, man. So let's get a little background. So um, tell us what you do, 9 to 5. You know, where are you calling from right now? You know, where's your hometown? Uh, a little bit about your athletic background. I mean, you don't have to tell us when you started playing Little League ball or anything, but just a little bit about <laughs> it. And uh, and paint a picture really quick before we dive in.
1: Uh, yeah, sure, man. Uh I'm actually calling from my office, uh, Yusuf Heshem Consulting Engineering uh by day i'm a civil engineer structural field uh you know i sit behind a desk and just design and uh i'm a i'm from miami florida born and raised uh been here um like i said all my life really and yeah um kind of my athletic background uh you know like i said i played football almost all my life yeah i've just always been a big boy um I'm about 6'2, like 215. So, you know, I'm not really your average, you know, runner type. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, right now I just, you know, run, do a lot of bodyweight stuff. I actually do, uh, CrossFit as well uh, through the weeks for training uh, to build up some endurance. Nice. Um, and that's about it, really. I mean, I, I don't do, you know, too much weights, you know, there any, diets or anything like that so no, that's cool. you know just uh yeah that, that's about it man i just like to run and work out and do these uh do these events
0: no i think i well i i think that's a pretty a, a pretty common thing i mean we, we're about the same size i'm about 6'2 205 200 you know if i'm gonna go do some crazy you know crazy distance stuff it seems like i cut down to about 185 or so but but yeah typically a, a bigger like more of a power athlete build i played football baseball and basketball <laughs> Um, so you, it seems like you a similar background. Like the the running distance was never appealing until until I uh, got out of organized sports. But speak to uh, speak to some guy. You know, we all had guys that we played ball with, or, or guys that we played sports with in school. And you get out of school, and those habits don't translate over. Like you can't go do agility drills for a, a football um, for for the skills of a football player when you're not going to be playing the sport anymore. It's it's kind of goofy. So. Doing things yeah. that kind of help you become more healthy is is pretty interesting. So, how did you get to the point where you can enjoy it again?
1: Huh. That's a that's a really good question. I mean, um, I remember after I stopped, uh, it was. more, I mean, really, I could have played uh, college ball. Um, I had the GPA, and you know, I had offers from actually Ivy League schools to play. But you know, I just uh, I just didn't feel right. You know, and and with my uh, with what I wanted to get my diploma and, you know, uh, being a civil engineer, it takes a lot, a lot of time. So I knew I was going to be like studying a lot and I didn't want to b- kill myself over something that I didn't see myself playing in the pros. So, uh, I, d- I decided to just take it easy, you know, study and, you know, I kind of had like little workout stints here and there, but I, I, I remember the exact day. Um, I went on a cruise with one of my really good friends, uh, one of my best friends for his birthday. And after we got back from the cruise, I saw some pictures, and I was like, "Holy shit! There's no way I got that fat again." So <laughs> how big was, so
0: how big were you then?
1: Uh, uh, man, back then I was I maybe got up to like two twenty, but like it was zero muscle mass. It was just you know I was just fat. It was just beer and food <laughs> and you know not working out. So I was, so that that kind of was the jumpstart that I needed to uh, you know get back into my old habits of working out and eating healthy again. And after that, it was just mostly you know body weight stuff and uh, just running or cycling and swimming, you know, just just to get the the extra cardio I needed. And then uh, you know, then, like I said, that's that's where it translates into the story. One of my friends invited me over to do an obstacle course race with her, and you know, ever since then I've been doing races.
0: <laughs> nice. So yeah, we'll get into the training piece a little bit because you're in, you're in Miami. I told you when we were off there, I grew up in South Florida. It's probably hotter where I grew up because we didn't have the the Atlantic breeze um, on the Gulf Coast, but it does get brutally hot if you go like two miles inland anywhere in Florida in the summer. So we'll talk about training in the heat a little bit because I'm sure you have to do that. But um, I want to go to your email a little bit because. you have like four sentences in a row where it's just like, bam, 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 holy cow. You know, So you said at the age of two you were diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, and of course you've lived with that your whole life. Um, and then in 2010 you were diagnosed with Hashimoto's, and you dealt with that for a while. Uh, 2012 you were diagnosed with thyroid cancer, Um diffuse sclerosing variants, which I guess you can teach us because I don't know exactly what that means. Um, and then, then you go on to say, of course you haven't stopped. You you did Fuego y Agua this year, which is – a an amazing race down the Isla de Ometepe in, in Nicaragua, and uh, did the right right White River 50, which is considered a really tough race up in the northwest. And you just did the world's toughest mutter. So you're doing a lot of crazy stuff right now. So talk about t- talk about the um, what what you've had to overcome physically, because it seems like you just kind of had you've had some odd stuff like type one diabetes. Of course, you've dealt with that your whole life, so you you know how to deal with that now. Um, of course, it's it's still a management day to day, but with the diabetes on top of Hashimoto's on top of the thyroid cancer, like, t- just talk talk about all that stuff a little bit. It's, I
1: mean, it's.
0: I hate our. You know, you know. I lost you for a second there, man. If you want to just st- start where you were starting there, can you hear me? I'm losing you. Just wait a second. Hello. Hey. Yeah. Sorry about that. Hey, way no sweat. It's Skype, man. This stuff happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so here. Um, so did you hear the question about just kind of talking about the diseases a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So just just dive into it. And I'll edit. I'll edit this part out. Um, all right. Cool. So just start where you want to, and we can go into it there.
1: All right. Awesome. Uh. So yeah, man. I mean, uh. Well, first. Growing up with uh, type type one diabetes as a kid is you know it's terrible. Uh, you know you just want to eat junk food and you know have fun and do your own thing, but you know, I don't have that. Uh, I'm not able to do that because you know I have to watch my blood sugars and everything. So you know that was hard growing up. And then especially you know I was always playing sports when I was a little kid, so I would just always have to be you know with my testing kit and you know with my extra sugar and stuff just in case anything bad happens and then uh hashimotos that was you know when i was in college so you know it, it kind of it, it wasn't really that bad um but you just have to deal with a lot more now um you know that old saying you don't really know what you have till it's gone
0: yeah yeah
1: that's exactly what, that's exactly what i dealt with when when i had to deal with you know hashimotos and then with the cancer the, the, to follow
0: well so what, um, what is hashimotos for people who don't know Um,
1: Hashimoto's, I, man, it's, I I mean, I guess the easiest way I can explain it is that it's kind of like diabetes in the sense that, well, for type ones that, you know, type one diabetics, uh, their pancreas doesn't produce insulin. Uh, well, Hashimoto's is in that sense. it, It basically, your, your thyroid is just useless. It doesn't really produce the hormones that you need for your body to function correctly. Wow. So... Really, and it's, and it's you know, just like the same with diabetes that I have to take insulin uh, manually. Um, I just have to take a pill every. It's it's called Synthroid or Levothyroxine. Um, depending on how bad the Hashimoto's was, is you know the amount of the the dosage that you get. So I started off at about fifty to seventy-five uh, micrograms uh, as a dose, and I had. To, but you have to take this every single day, so you know you don't feel out of whack. Wow, but. Um, then when the cancer hit, that was like, you know, a totally different thing. It was, it was bad, man. Like all the, all the symptoms that I had prior were like amplified. Um, and it's, it's, it's funny because, you know, going back to that, you know, that old cliche saying your thyroid deals with like so much that I had no idea about before. It it deals with, uh, your emotions, with your sleep, with your growth, with your heart rate and, you know, just all these different things. And it's like, It it kind of made sense because, you know, around that time, um, I I would always have like these this like roller coaster of emotions, like not super crazy. But, you know, I just be, you know, in general, I'm just a really happy guy and, you know, I have a really outgoing personality. But um, I kind of uh, dropped back a little bit. I was kind of, uh, uh, you know, just wanted to be by myself. I wasn't like as happy as I used to be. And then, you know, that's when I, it, one doctor's visit, you know, he just wanted to do a, a scan on my thyroid, and that's where we found the, the nodule. And then, you know, I had to do two biopsies before it was confirmed that it was cancer, and then, you know, that same year, I just, I went in and I got the surgery.
0: Yeah. So and what's no, def- go ahead. diffuse sclerosis? Because that's part of the, the description you gave me. I was just kind of curious about that, too.
1: Uh, yeah, there's, um, uh, another thing I found out from my surgeon. Um, there are four different types of, uh, thyroid cancer that you can have. Okay. Or, uh, the, uh, the papillary carcinoma and the sclerosing, apparently it's one of, it's of the four, it's the rarest and most aggressive type that you can get. That, that's basically what I was told. Wow. And I really did not I really didn't care to, you know, go further and, uh, you know, <laughs> learn more about it. So
0: <laughs> You don't want to find kinda, out how lucky you were, I guess.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so, wow. oh yeah, man. I mean, it was, it was that year 2012. It was just like back to back to back. It was, you know, I found out I had it. I, you know, I went, I got the surgery and then, uh, <laughs> the other funny stuff was I had to do a radiation treatment for it where it was just, it was basically a pill, uh, that it's uh, called radio iodine. But what was really funny was the fact that like I couldn't be around anybody like they they wanted to lock me in a room at at the hospital. They were like, oh, you have two choices. You can either be locked in a room that's like lead walled and there's only one window that like you can wave to a nurse to and that that they'll give you stuff through a slot or you can go like stay at a house with nobody in it by yourself for a week. And I was like, uh, I'll stay at a house. <laughs> I couldn't want to do my own thing, thanks. So, yeah, man, it was it was crazy, dude. And that is wild. I mean, what what sucks the most I have to say about all this is you know what I mean? Like, it's it's pushed. I've met more people after the fact. Um, you know through like after getting uh, the thyroid cancer and that they've told me their stories and, you know, all these different things. And I, and I noticed that a lot of them, they were like, just always like, they, they tell you how hard it is and how down you get and, you know, all these different things. And I didn't want to be that person, you know, like I had just started something I loved, which was, you know, running and, you know, doing all these obstacle course races and meeting all these like new, awesome people. And, you know, I I didn't want that to stop. So I kind of used that, as a motivator to, you know, push myself harder. Like I didn't want the fact that I had the cancer to hold me back, and you know, I I just I just want to keep pushing harder and further to see, you know, <laughs> my breaking point. I guess.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, was there a time like when? Because so many of the things you're talking about are just energy sucking. I mean, diabetes can be hard to, hard to control no matter how long you've dealt with it, and um and of course the cancer and the radiation i mean this stuff just just kills your energy i mean thyroid cancer alone um just jacks with your hormones so much that you're you're up and down and all over the place so was there a certain work i guess was it was there like a particular workout that you remember that you were just not feeling it and you just pushed like 800 times more than you ever thought you could um
1: that's a good question um I would have to say, probably the White River Fifty. That was, well, for, first it would have, it would have had to have been Fuego Fuego Yagua for sure, because that was like, you know, right there around the time that was actually before I did the radiation treatment. So that one was really really hard. You know, <laughs> what was funny is that me and my one of, one of my partners in crime, man, Michael Dieter, uh, this kid, like, he's so funny um he kind of just we were supposed to originally do the ragnar keys uh one uh trail run or not uh, the ragnar keys run uh down here in miami yeah and he just called me up one day and he was like hey dude you want to do the fuego yagua run i'm like sure what's that he goes oh you know it's a race in nicaragua i'm like yeah let's do it i'm like what do you want to do he goes let's do 100k mind you the longest distance i ever ran before that was like a half marathon so (laughs) he goes yeah let's just go run 100k i was like dude will we be able to do that he, and, and like we did the math and we're like yeah we just got to do three miles every two hours we'll be fun. so you know it was just like this ridiculous thing so uh you know we went there we did it and i completely dnf'd all i all i got through was the 50k and i mean after th- that year or this this year when we did it um we started off we went up and down Madeira and then we'd like that was about 20 kilometers done and then you had to do 30 kilometers around Madeira on the back end of the island. And then you reached the halfway point and Hostway changed it up this year to where the only drop back was at the, at the 50 K point or the start line. So man, after I got down from, uh, from Madeiras, I was dead. I mean, it was just like dirt road, gravel, rolling Hills, like up and down. And, my body just wasn't having it, and I mean, it was, it was just so brutal because it was so hot too, and you had the sun beating down on you, and it was just like, you know, it physically, like mentally, I guess I wasn't really prepared for for that race, and it just, it, it really kicked my ass. But I mean, I did, I didn't stop. the 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 dude that was running around on the trolley was like trying to pick me up, and I was like, No, I'm gonna finish this race. I'm gonna cross that finish line. <laughs>
0: That's awesome.
1: I guess it would be the White River 50 because, I mean, that was really the longest run that I've, I ever would have done. And like I said, the longest I did before that would have been Fuego, which was 30 miles. And after the – I remember there was uh, – I reached the 7th of the ninth aid station, which was uh, one of the last cutoffs that you could make. And I reached the top of the mountain, and I, I made it with a minute left. And I was just so exhausted. And the, and I asked the guy, I was like, oh, did I make it? Because I knew I was close to the cutoff. And he goes, uh, he goes, can you still run? I was like, did I make it, though? And he goes, if you can make it into the next uh, cutoff point within an hour and 30 minutes, then, yeah, you're good. Mind you, this was all downhill run, So I was like, you know what? I got this. Six miles, an hour, 30 minutes. All right, I'm good. i ended up finishing the race but man that race sucked so much out of me it was like i was just like you know step by step praying that (laughs) that i would finish
0: (laughs) that is awesome that that one looks amazing though it's just beautiful up there isn't it
1: oh it was it was was best like to to date that's one of my favorite races like you're just surrounded by lush gorgeous like forests and the trees and the views were just amazing all the way around
0: that's so cool so cool man so okay so for anybody who's listening right now, I, I kind of wanted to let you guys know that the Hater has he has a, a blog right now, and it's it's an odd name. It's pretty funny actually. Samurai Piggy, Samurai dot WordPress dot com, and uh, he, actually go ahead and tell the story. How did you get that nickname, man? I thought that was funny.
1: <laughs> well, um, the when I started obstacle course racing, I originally started as uh, dressing up as a pig and uh you know just because of the mud and you know I, I thought it was funny and uh after that uh you know I, I have long hair so what I do is I kind of do like a man bun type deal and uh after one race um this guy kind of came up to me and he was laughing he goes damn man you look like a samurai and I just lost it I could not stop laughing and I was like Hey, Samurai Piggy. That's actually that's actually really catchy. I like that. So after that, man, I just I, that, that's how I got my nickname.
0: <laughs> oh, that's freaking awesome! Yeah, go check it out. Yeah, it looks like you have some some. Uh, your last blog was in November, so you're keeping up to date. That's good. A lot of times I get I get people with blogs that haven't blogged in like three years, so uh, I want to make sure people have something to read. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, so no. <laughs> so what's next for you, man? I think that's the next question for everybody
1: um what's next uh well i actually it's funny that you brought that up because after the last race uh at world's toughest dude i i got so hurt um i did uh you know the famous cliff dive that, that they that they were boasting about and i think this one this was on the third lap i kind of uh, didn't pencil in right and i kind of just caught the water on my back and ever since then you know i've uh i've had like a bruised tailbone and like a pinched nerve back there so it's been. I, I've still been recuperating. So I, I had two other races to do this year, but you know I just called it off, just you know, to so I could heal up right. Um, but the next race I got, uh, well, the next big one that I'm going to be doing is uh, I'm heading over back to Nicaragua to do the Devil's Double, which uh, you know is the survival run on Wednesday and then the 100K on Saturday. So wow. we'll see how that goes.
0: <laughs> I would say it's definitely not going to be easy.
1: (laughs) Oh, I can imagine. And I know Josue, so he's going to be setting up one of the most ridiculous courses (laughs) that they are ever going to (laughs) run. That's so cool. But, yeah, man, after that, it's, uh, I mean, you know, I'm going to be doing uh, my first Battle Frog next year. Pretty excited about that. Uh, Probably the only Spartan race I guess I'm really looking forward to is the Ultra Beast again. Uh, You know, got some redemption uh, with uh, that mountain over in Killington. Yeah, and then I, I definitely want to do Stuff Toughest again. That's one of my favorite races.
0: Man, that's so cool. Um,
1: yeah, man, it's just uh, and then you know whatever I pick up here and there.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I I had a couple other questions. So you you have a you're an engineer, civil engineer, you said. So what what from your job? Because you know I, I like to think that we're talking to a lot of people that are professionals. That listen to the show and just try to pick up little things from some of the athletes that we have on um so what's something from your job that you that translates to being an athlete is there anything um
1: i mean i kind of want to say not really but you know it it's a very mindful process you know to be to be a civil engineer like you know to be any kind of engineer really you got to like just look at something and just break it down, you know what I mean and yeah. I guess I guess that's kind of what I take into racing with me uh, um, oh, and that and you know I'm just very hard headed so yeah if if something's not working, I'm definitely gonna try to make it work but you know my hardest, so I keep uh in my racing, you know i I always tell myself I'm gonna finish or I'm gonna cross that finish line no matter how long it takes me. And other than that, it's just like I, I kind of catch myself constantly breaking things down uh, while I'm racing, in the sense of what the best way, uh, you know, with both obstacle racing and endurance racing. It's with obstacles, it's like, okay, what's the best way to ta- to you know complete this obstacle or you know you know to get through it, and then with endurance racing, it's kind of like, okay, I just need to make it to this point at this time, so I got to keep. Of this sort of pace, or you know, just you know, and if that fails, then you know, I got to make it up this way. So you know, it's constant math, basically. <laughs> I, yeah. I guess it does kind of translate over.
0: <laughs> no, that's cool, man. Yeah, I, I I'm intrigued on how people use little mental tricks, whether they're they're, they're their own or they're just kind of uh, a byproduct of their environment. Which engineering would be a byproduct for you. And uh, no, I think it's cool, man. I I appreciate you taking the time for you guys to listen to me. <laughs> Me and Haydar have been trying to do this for like a month, man. We, I had to go back <laughs> to east and miss some time. and We were trying to hook up on the weekends, and we finally just pinned it down. So I, I appreciate you taking the time um, today, Hader. I, I think you have a really great story.
1: No, man, I I really appreciate you, uh, you know, uh, reaching out back to me after I sent you that email.
0: Yeah. So you guys, listen. I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna tie everything together. Uh, this guy has had diabetes his whole life. He is an athlete doing some amazing things. He's he's running the world's toughest mudder. He's doing 50-mile runs and crazy runs down Nicaragua. He had Hashimoto's. He dealt with that for a while. He, he's he got that under control. He's diagnosed with thyroid cancer. He pushed through that. He's pushed through all these things that would put, put anybody back on their butt and, and demotivated um, and not wanting to move, and he did it anyway. So if there's something that you guys need to figure out or to overcome – Maybe reach out to Hadar. Um, I'm going to share his email whether he likes it or not right now. It's fire at yahoo.com. And uh, send him, shoot him a message and let him know your story. And if, if you don't, uh, at least go over to his uh, his blog, which is samuraipiggy.wordpress.com, and learn more about him and more about his journey. And I'd like to grab him again after he does some of these events this summer and, and see how everything went out. So thank you guys for listening so much. You guys were listening to Scott Jones, myself, the host of Athlete on Fire, and you were inspired by Hadar H- Hashem. Who is absolutely an athlete on fire? Thanks a lot, cut.
1: Awesome man. (laughs) Hey, you did you did good with the pronunciation there at the end.
0: Oh, see, I think I can do it. You know, the easiest way to pronounce your name would be to go have like four beers and not give a shit, and then (laughs) because like (laughs) so many other languages, life though isn't it? (laughs) You gotta relax your like to roll R's and stuff. You gotta relax. You gotta relax your mouth. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, yeah, if you yeah. try to speak all proper with other languages, it just kills you. But it's just so funny, man. <laughs> that's all I could think about. No, that's good. You got a cool story. And I think uh, you got such a good energy. You remind me. Did you listen to uh, Miguel Medina by any chance? Or do you know who that is?
1: Dude, I love that guy.
0: <laughs> you, guys, you guys would be, like, freaking blood brothers. You guys remind me of each other so much. Like, your energy, like kind of how you talk even it's it's freaking hilarious so you should reach out to that guy oh no guess? dude
1: we're and we're just uh we're just as hairy <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know if you've seen pictures man but no nah, man no nah, i love miguel he's he's an awesome awesome dude
0: yeah he's fun he's really fun well cool man well hey if you're ever um if you're ever in colorado look me up man
1: uh, no for, that's actually that's one of what part of colorado are you i in
0: I'm, I'm just outside denver but um you know we have access to all the all the mountains we have I have some cool resources up here for training. And, you know, I've been training athletes for most of my, most of my career. I'm trying to get back in. Having kids just destroys you for two years, really, um, yeah. as far as your time. But me and my wife are both getting back into it and starting to do some, some fun stuff here. So um, I want to be able to go track. And everybody, that is it. Uh, that was Haydar Hesham, as I tried so many times to say correctly, out of South Florida. He's got a great story. He's got a great energy. I, I think more of us are like him than than the Michael Jordans and the and the amazing endurance athletes out there. And uh, I, I really enjoyed relating to him and, and seeing how he deals with, with uh, adversity. And hopefully you guys deal with things similarly with, with a good attitude and with a lot of effort. I'm going to sign off right now. Thank you guys for listening this year, 2014. This is not the last show of the year. Uh, I am posting uh, a fun little recap show this evening but this is the last interview of the year so thank you guys so much for listening to the athlete on fire show i'm scott jones signing off go check out athleteonfire.com if you have any time while you're piddling around sipping on your champagne uh tonight or any other night of the year thanks a lot